Hello, and welcome to the Evie Prince series podcast. My name is Victoria Wright, inspirational writer and author of the Evie Prince series, a trilogy of books that tells the story of a 40-something woman named Evie Prince who experiences a life-altering spiritual awakening. Evie's awakening causes her to question her life and seek answers. As a result, she finds herself in a place that she never thought she would be, single, unemployed, and completely unsure of what to do next. This will not be your usual podcast. In each episode, I will read a chapter, then highlight key reminders that were included to help you, as they have helped me, on your journey of discovery and remembering what you know to be true, but have chosen to forget. To learn more about me in the series, please visit www.healingwords.online. Welcome back to One Deep Breath, a novel of truth and knowing. Written and narrated by Victoria Wright. Copyright 2022 by Victoria Wright. Today's episode is Chapter 9, Stories. David and Joanne were making excellent progress. Joanne was able to express her emotions and identify her triggers. Giving herself grace and moving forward would need to take more time, but she was developing the tools that she would need to work through her feelings. David had a talent for painting and spent most of his sessions doing such. Each time I would encourage him to think about art school, he shrugged me off. Why do you brush off my comments about art school? Because it's not going to happen, he snapped. Why would you say that? Are you not interested? I can't go to college. His tone was solemn but strong. Who says? Life says. My confused look begged for more. Look, the reason why I was sent to this program in the first place was because I'm not acting like I used to. I'm failing out of my classes. I am distant. I know people think I'm into drugs or I'm depressed, but that's not it. My mom is sick and I have to take care of her. She can't work, so I need to. So there is no way that I'll be able to go to college. I softened my voice. David, thank you for trusting me to share that information. He turned away from me. It's not like I don't want to leave this island and go to school. But how can I? My mom isn't getting better, and she has no one else. So I'm stuck here. He stopped and hung his head. Don't get me wrong. I love my mother, and I want to take care of her, but she has no one else. He stopped. I just want to be able to live my life. And you feel guilty for wanting to live your life? I asked. Yes, he replied softly. David, there is nothing wrong with wanting to live your life and I am sure that is what your mother wants you to do, too. 
the timing of school and other things may just be different than everyone else's. You have the ability to create the life you desire. How? He asked sullenly. By focusing on what you want, declaring that you will do what it takes to make it happen, and being open to how it happens. I'm going through that right now, I admitted before telling him. The man that I long to marry found out recently that he has a young daughter. He cannot leave Denver, and I just moved to the island to start a new life as an artist and to be with my granddad. Neither of us can leave, but we are committed to living our lives together. We are focusing on what we want and are trusting the process. If you want to go to college, then declare it will happen and know truly know that it will. All I have to do is say that I want to go to college and it will happen. You need to declare exactly what you want, but the challenge is believing in the process. The universe may have you do things that you never thought you could do. Those things may be hard. You may go in a totally different direction than you ever expected. But in the end, it is preparing you for what you desire. Don't try to make sense of it, because you can't. You just need to believe that it will happen. I could tell he wanted to believe what I was saying, but didn't trust me or himself enough to do it. David, I know it took a lot of courage to tell me what has been going on. Thank you again for trusting me. He looked me directly in my eyes for the first time. It felt good telling you. I don't feel like I can share that with many people. All of my friends, he said with air quotes, or people who used to be my friends, can only talk about leaving for college and what they're doing for the summer. No one wants to hear about a sick mother and stocking shelves at the market. Know that we, Steve and I, are always here if you want to talk. Thanks. On the drive back up island, I shared what I had learned with Steve. No wonder his painting was so final. He feels like he has reached a dead end. What is so crazy is that he cannot even see how talented he is, and that through his talent, so many doors could open. Evie. When you're in the dark, sometimes it's hard to see the light, even when it's right in front of your face. Do you know what he'll be doing this summer? I, I didn't ask. Hmm. Maybe I could get him a job with my construction company. I'm sure that he will earn more money doing that than stocking shelves. We drove in silence for a while, then Steve turned to me and said, Hey, congratulations. For what? I asked. You broke down his walls. He trusts you now. <laughs> I don't know if I would go that far, but I do know that he felt relief being able to share his feelings with someone. Don't trivialize what you've just accomplished. It takes a lot for guys to share. He has been thrown into the provider role and feels like he has to do it all himself. You can show him that he can get help and that it's not weak to ask for it. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
I wonder if the school has a program to help him get his GED. Seems like he has missed too much school to graduate, but that should not stop him from getting his diploma. How's it going with Joanne? We are having fun. She is a delightful young woman, but will need to work through many scars. Do you think she will stay in her foster home? Time will tell, but she's learning to appreciate what she has there, which has made their home life a lot better. Congratulations all around, then. The program is working. Steve smiled and added, just like Bill knew it would. I walked into the house and noticed Granddad had left me dinner. Nice. He always knew what I needed. He had also left me a brochure for the local museum announcing an exhibit on the tribe with a note. Are you free tomorrow night? Want to go with me? In the morning, I slipped through the bushes with a couple of muffins. Good morning, Granddad said before I even opened the door. Good morning. I brought breakfast. Great. I just made some coffee. Thanks for the dinner last night. It was just what the doctor ordered. How are the painting sessions going? We are making greater progress than I thought we would. I just had a breakthrough with David, and Steve has made a new friend in Joanne. She is really opening up and has said that her relationship with her foster family is getting better. Wow, that is wonderful news. You too are really helping these young people. Who says you have to travel around the world to do humanitarian work? You are following your family's footsteps right here. When Granddad said that, I got emotional. I hadn't thought about it, but he was right. I was helping just like my mother and grandfather helped others. I am free tonight, so we have a date to go to the museum? Yes, we do. Let's head over around four o'clock and then we can grab dinner. Ooh, a night out. Can't wait. For the rest of the day, I worked in the studio. My inspiration was the emotion that I'd felt when David had finally let his walls down. Taking from his original painting, I started with a small black dot. Instead of it being a symbol of insignificance and being stuck, I chose to have it represent a seed shoved into the dirt in the dark, buried with more and more crap put on top of it. But when the light would finally reach that seed, all of the dirt and stuff had nourished it, so it became stronger. It fought its way through the muck and reached for the light. There it could see what was in front of it. Its roots were strong, allowing it to grow tall and resilient. I saw that for David. He would weather this storm and, in the end, be stronger and more powerful for it. Well, you clean up good. I grinned. You probably know everyone there, so I had to represent. When we pulled into the museum, there were lots of cars already in the parking lot. The museum was in a wonderful old historic building on a hill that looked out over the sound. It was interesting seeing all of the artifacts from years gone by. Granddad ushered me into the room that housed the exhibit, proudly stating, This will be a permanent installation at the museum. Pictures lined the wall of tribal members on whaling ships, a lighthouse keeper, 
others making and selling pottery from the cliffs, and the annual pageant that told our creation story. Wampum jewelry and belts told our stories. Cranberry rakes an enormous cauldron to process whale oil. Walking through it filled me with pride. As we looked at each picture or artifact, Granddad had a story to tell. Strangers lingered around us so they could hear his stories as well. Kid, this is your history, and these are your people. Always remember. Thank you, Granddad, for showing me this. I love getting to know this side of my family. After I'm long gone, know that as long as a tribe exists, you have family. That thought warmed my heart, but it was also a stark reminder that Granddad would not be with me forever. I pushed that notion out of my head. I needed to enjoy the time that I still had with him. Just as we were leaving the museum, a woman stopped us. Adequin, so glad you came. Thank you for the invitation. Helen, this is my granddaughter Evie. Evie, this is Helen Wood, the director of the museum. So nice to meet you, Evie. Your grandfather speaks of you often. Nice to meet you as well. You have a wonderful museum, and this new exhibit is amazing. Well, you need to thank your grandfather for that. He was instrumental in making this happen. He petitioned to have this exhibit permanent and was the person who curated all of the pictures and artifacts. Granddad, how come you didn't tell me? Because I wanted it to be a surprise. Adequin, I was hoping to have this hung prior to the exhibit going live, but it just arrived. So we'll do it now. Please, both of you, follow me. We followed Helen back to the exhibit. Waiting for us was a young man. Hi, Adequin. Bob, nice to see you. Bob hung a placard outside the door of the exhibit that read, Curated by Adequin Brown. Dedicated to Evie Prince. I turned to Granddad and smothered him with a hug. Thank you. Anything for you, kid. Helen took a picture of Granddad and me standing next to the placard. When I looked at it, I thought, this is a memory I will cherish forever. Walking out, Granddad looked to me. Happy kid? More than you know. Good. Hungry yet? Of course. Where shall we go? We need to celebrate. There is a Thai restaurant that I've never tried. Want to go there? Thai? Yes. Taking your lead to open up to new and different things. Sounds wonderful to me. The Something Something painting program would be ending, and I needed to give Principal Patrick an update, so I made myself a cup of coffee and sat down in front of the computer. Joanne is truly a delightful and intuitive young woman who has opened up and developed a trusting relationship with Steve. They are working through her emotions, identifying triggers, and she is learning how to appreciate her life. She told Steve that home life with her foster family has improved. I would recommend reaching out to the foster family to get their assessment of her behavior since attending this program. David is also progressing. 
He enjoys painting as an outlet for his emotions and has a real talent. He and I have had short discussions about his feelings, but he isn't willing to share too much yet. Even though David has not engaged in much counseling, I feel the time he spends painting is allowing him to work through his feelings versus keeping them pent up. Overall, we are very proud with how the program is going and feel that we are positively impacting these young people. My hope is that the school would agree to continue this program the next school year. Thank you. Being a teenager was hard enough when life was good. Adding all this other muck that Joanne and David were going through could make it unbearable. How many more young people were hiding or pretending to be someone or something that they were not? I hope they allowed this program to continue because we could help so many more. I shot the draft over to Steve to get his input before forwarding it to the principal. He was quick to respond with a thumbs up and confirm that David could get a job with his construction company if he was interested. Today would be our last day of the program, and admittedly, I found myself sad knowing that I would not regularly see David and Joanne. Steve looked a little solemn himself when he entered the art room. Well, it's our last day, I stated the obvious. Yep, I know. Kind of wish it didn't have to end. I've really enjoyed my time with these young people. Joanne is my buddy. The door to the art room swung open. Speak of the devil, Steve announced. Hi, Steve. Hi, Evie. Wow, you look happy. What's up? Steve asked. With an enormous smile, Joanne announced. My foster family asked if I wanted to be a member of their family. What? Like, they're going to adopt you? I shrieked. Yep. It will still take some time, but they want me. That is wonderful. Congratulations. Steve jumped up and hugged Joanne. Hey, what's going on in here? David asked, dodging Joanne's legs as Steve swung her around. My foster family wants to adopt me. Joanne screamed out excitedly. Nice, that's great news. I looked at David. How was your day? Not as good as Joanne's. I found out that I'll not be graduating this year. Because I failed too many of my classes, I don't have enough credits to graduate. But hey, I'm not going anywhere, so... David, you can get your GED, or maybe you can take a class over the summer to make up the credits. Have you talked with your counselor? No. Plus, I have to work this summer. Maybe two jobs, since the market doesn't pay that well. Maybe I can help, Steve chimed in. I asked my boss at the construction company, and he said they always need help. Can you swing a hammer? Yeah. I took shop my sophomore year. Wait a minute. You asked him already? Yes, Evie let me know your work situation, so I took the liberty to ask. David couldn't hide his excitement. Good, so if you're interested, I know it will pay more than the market. Maybe that will give you the time to take a summer class. He looked at both of us. Wow, thank you for the help. I really appreciate it. 
David. Just remember, you don't have to do this all by yourself, and it's okay to ask for help. We are always here for you, I assured him. Steve cleared his throat <clears throat> and looked at Joanne and David. I would like to thank both of you. Why? Joanne asked. I know you both thought you were asked to participate in this program to help you manage your emotions, and I hope it did such. But having your friendship and working with the two of you gave me a purpose, to get over myself and my issues, to really think before I acted, because I had others who counted on me. You helped me more than anything that I could have done for you. Then Steve looked at me. And Evie, thank you for seeing whatever you saw in me to ask that I join you on this adventure. You truly are a special friend. David's jaw dropped. So, you're the special friend? Joanne rolled her eyes. OMG, David, you didn't know? <laughs> we all laughed. Since this is our last day, why don't we go out and celebrate? I suggested. Sounds good to me, Steve responded, and Joanne and David agreed. Before I closed up the room, I handed David all of his paintings. He had six amazing pieces. David's face was filled with surprise. I get to keep them? Of course. I told you that they were yours to do what you wanted. Do you want them? He looked at each one. Y yeah, I do. Great. Let's put them in the back of my car and I'll deliver them to your house. We all got into the car then headed out to my favorite bakery. Nothing better to celebrate our accomplishments than with delicious baked goods. After the bakery, I drove David home to drop off his paintings. His mother was home and asked that I come in for a visit. Evie, thank you for working with David. His outlook on his life has dramatically changed for the better. He said that he owes it to you. Thank you, but he did all the hard work. I believe releasing your emotions through painting always brings clarity. Well, it has done wonders for David. David is a very talented young man. After this program, I hope he continues to paint. He has a natural talent. And please know that you or he can reach out to me any time if there is anything that I can do to help you both. Thank you, Evie. David said that you were a kind person, and now I see why. I fist-pumped David as I walked out the door. The smile that he gave me in return made this entire program worth it. Working in the studio, I heard Granddad come up the walkway. Come on in. You are famous, he announced. I spun around in my chair. <laughs> what do you mean, famous? He tossed me the local paper. On the front page was a picture of us at the museum announcing the exhibit. Me? I would say that you are the famous one. Read the article. As I skimmed the article, there was a mention of my artistic accomplishments in the Sunshine Studio. Well, I guess if I wanted to slide under the radar, my cover has now been blown. This is great local publicity for you. Plus, 
There are plenty of summer folks who get their paper delivered to them or read it online from all over the world. Thank you, Granddad. Having the exhibit dedicated to me was an amazing surprise. Not everyone can say that they have a museum exhibit created for them. There was so much that I wanted to give you when you were growing up that I was just unable to. This is but a small token. Granddad, you have given me more than you can imagine. Without you guiding me through this time in my life, helping me understand the reasons behind the secrets, I would still be living in the dark. You have opened my eyes and taught me how to listen to the messages that the natural world is always providing. Without you, I don't think that I would ever have learned to love me for me. Granddad pulled me in for a hug and whispered in my ear, I was given a second chance with you, and I wanted to make it count. Love you, kid. Love you too, Granddad. Today's episode is brought to you by Healing Words Customized Meditations. Written for you and only you. To learn more, visit www.healingwords.online. Reminder, you have the ability to create the life you desire by focusing on what you want, declaring that you will do what it takes to make it happen, and being open to how it happens.